Hey guys, thanks for joining me, your friendly neighborhood witch doctor. It has been almost three whole months since I last met with you guys. And as always, I fucking missed you, babes! I know I mentioned in the last episode that I'd be talking about fibromyalgia, but I'm going to throw y'all a curveball and talk about anxiety instead. So much has happened to me in these past few months that anxiety is really the perfect topic to tie into the roller coaster that is my life. Before we talk about anxiety, I want to share some updates and not-so-secret secrets with you beautiful people. First of all, I am officially joining the nation's leading integrative medical center in New York fucking city, NYC, ladies and gentlemen, on November 1st. But not to worry, my beloved Georgia peaches, I will still be in Atlanta Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Hudson Medical Center is a truly integrative wellness center with the nation's leading orthopedic surgeons working cohesively and in perfect harmony with real acupuncturists, chiropractors, and physical therapists to be the one-stop shop for your health needs. I will be in the Tribeca location near Wall Street and eventually moving to the West Village location and ready to partner with all of you. On a more personal and completely intimate level, I will be reclaiming my family's name and I will be practicing and recognized forevermore as Dr. Michelle Hahn, doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine, licensed acupuncturist. I originally decided to practice under the Michelle Lee because I didn't want people to continue to question my skills and my authenticity as an Eastern medical doctor. As I mentioned several times before, I'm a fourth generation acupuncturist with a rich family history generating all the way back to the royal doctors of a unified ancient Korea. But as much as I took pride in that, I had a percentage of people both practitioners and patients, question that. Snarky statements that I was born into this medicine with a silver spoon in my mouth, or my parents' legacy was the only reason I was getting patients. As a young, fresh-faced practitioner, that really hurt my heart, but more, it hurt my pride. So in order to quote-unquote prove myself as a worthy practitioner, I changed things up. So, for those of you who have trusted me as your healthcare journey partner since 2012, I truly appreciate you. And for those of you just joining us, I am proud to reintroduce myself as Dr. Michelle Hahn, documented fourth-generation Eastern medical doctor and first female in the Hahn family to take over Eastern medicine from my ancestors. Lastly, I have a fun fact to share with you. I will be making my debut as a celebrity acupuncturist pretty soon. I was recently asked to take the stand as an acupuncture subject matter expert on a brand new show called Personal Injury Court with Judge Gino Brogdon. The show just recently started to air on The CW and my episode will be airing soon. So hopefully y'all can catch me on the air. With all those fun facts, crazy secrets, can you imagine how I've been feeling these past few months? I honestly and openly admit that I struggled with social anxiety disorder, aka social phobia. I was struggling with the decision to transition from Michelle Lee back to Dr. Michelle Hahn. And I'm currently dealing with random bouts of generalized anxiety with a big move to New York happening in the next few days. 
I always want to share with you my experiences and situations so we can humanize any and all disorders and health concerns. I felt a certain type of shame when I had anxiety attacks, and even when I shared my deepest moments with depression in the last episode, and that feeling sucks horrifically. I don't want anybody to feel like they're the odd man out, or that they should pretend to be a-okay and smile while hurting and crying on the inside. We are all in this together, and I can't wait to really break down anxiety so we can overcome it together. As always, let's start with some hard facts and stats of anxiety. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America states that national prevalence data indicate that nearly 40 million people in the U.S., that is a whopping 18% that experience an anxiety disorder in any given year. Approximately 8% of children and teenagers experience an anxiety disorder with most people developing symptoms before age 21. Only about a third of those suffering from anxiety disorder receive treatment, even though the disorders are highly treatable. In addition, according to the World Health Organization, 1 in 13 globally suffers from anxiety. The WHO reports that anxiety disorders are the most common mental disorders worldwide. Occasional anxiety is an expected part of life. You might feel anxious when faced with a problem at work, before taking a test, or before making an important decision. But anxiety disorders involve more than temporary worry or fear. For a person with an anxiety disorder, the anxiety does not go away and can or will get worse over time. So how do you know if you have everyday anxiety or an anxiety disorder? Let's go through a quick checklist. Get out your pen, paper, let's check the boxes. Ready? Do you? One, worry about paying bills, landing a job, a romantic breakup, or other important life events? Two, embarrassment or self-consciousness in an uncomfortable or awkward social situation? Three, a case of nerves or sweating before a big test, business presentation, stage performance, or other significant events. Four, realistic fear of a dangerous object, place, or situation. Five, anxiety, sadness, or difficulty sleeping after a traumatic event. If you answered yes to any or all these questions, this is in regards to everyday anxiety. Now we're going to go into the next set of questions. Do you? 1. Constantly and unsubstantially worry and cause significant distress that interferes with daily life. 2. Avoid social situations for fear of being judged, embarrassed, or humiliated. 3. Have seemingly out-of-the-blue panic attacks and have preoccupation with the fear of having another one. 4. Have irrational fear or avoidance of an object, place, or situation that poses little or no threat of danger. 5. Recurring nightmares, flashbacks, or emotional numbing related to a traumatic event that occurred several months or years before. If any of these applied to you, you may have everyday anxiety. So, 
Western medicine says there are roughly eight major categories of anxiety. One, generalized anxiety disorder. Two, panic disorder. Three, phobia. Four, social anxiety disorder. Five, obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD. Six, separation anxiety disorder. Seven, illness anxiety disorder, or it's formally known as hypochondria. And eight, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. Let's break them all down and get into the nitty-gritty of the major anxiety categories. One, generalized anxiety disorder is when someone is troubled by a persistent feeling that something bad is going to happen all the time. It can be displayed by excessive worry most days for at least six months regarding a number of things like personal health, work, social interactions, and everyday routine life circumstances. Some of the symptoms include feeling restless, wound up or on edge, being easily fatigued, having difficulty concentrating like your mind goes blank, being irritable, having muscle tension, difficulty controlling feelings of worry, or having sleep problems such as difficulty falling and or staying asleep, restlessness, or unsatisfying sleep. Panic disorder is experiencing recurring panic attacks at unexpected times. A person with panic disorder may live in fear of the next panic attack, thus reinforcing an extremely toxic cycle. Agoraphobia, it's the fear of being somewhere where escape or help would be difficult in the event of a panic attack, may also accompany a panic disorder. If you have agoraphobia, you're likely to avoid public places such as shopping malls or confined spaces such as an airplane. During a panic attack, you may experience heart palpitations, pounding heartbeat or an accelerated heart rate, sweating, trembling or shaking, sensations of shortness of breath, smothering or choking, feelings of impending doom, and or feelings of being out of control. Now this next one, people are very aware of and, and they know it's a little bit more common, phobias. Phobia is an excessive fear of a specific object, situation, or activity. Although it can be realistic, to be anxious in some circumstances, the fear people feel with phobias, it's out of proportion to the actual danger caused by the situation or object. People with phobias can experience irrational or excessive worry about encountering the feared object or situation, take active steps to avoid the feared object of situation, experience immediate intense anxiety upon encountering the feared object or situation, and endure unavoidable objects and situations with intense anxiety. I will admit that of the most well-known phobias, I have two. I have acrophobia, and I also have mild claustrophobia. I am absolutely terrified of heights and have trouble with glass skywalks, uh, roller coasters, and any other situations dealing with high places. Uh, and with the mild claustrophobia, I can handle being in an elevator, but if it's a very small, tight area with lots of people where I'm fully enclosed, my arms being bound to my body by the boundaries of people, I will have 
panic attacks, heart palpitations, hyperventilation, and sweating. And a little bit more of an unknown fact about me is I am uh, <clears throat> afraid of the dark, and I am so, so deathly afraid of clowns. So can you imagine how uh, Halloween's going to go? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> It'll be a good thing, right? I think. Wow, even just thinking about it is um, <clears throat> making me a little bit nervous. Uh, next one. Social anxiety disorder is the extreme fear of being judged by others in social situations. Social anxiety disorder can be thought of as extreme shyness. Performance anxiety, better known as stage fright, is the most common type of social phobia. Obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD, this is the recurring irrational thoughts that lead you to perform specific, repeated behaviors. Separation anxiety disorder is the fear of being away from home or loved ones. Most times, we associate with children only, but adults can also be diagnosed with separation anxiety disorder. They often worry that some sort of harm or something bad will happen to their attachment figures while they're separated. This fear leads them to avoid being separated and can even have nightmares about being separated. Seven, illness anxiety disorder formerly known as hypochondria, is the anxiety about your health. Every symptom, every disorder seems to relate to you and you start to feel those, those symptoms manifesting in your own body, causing a panic attack to happen. And eight, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. This is an anxiety following a traumatic event. PTSD can be thought of as a panic attack that rarely, if ever, lets up. Symptoms of PTSD include flashbacks or nightmares about the incident, hypervigilance, startling easily withdrawing from others, and avoiding situations that remind you of the event. No way am I taking PTSD lightly. I have a brother who served in the Iraqi war, so I am very aware of the first-hand symptoms that they experience. But I do have a funny story for you guys to add a lighter touch to PTSD. This woman once told me she got PTSD from a sexual encounter she had with her current partner in the beginning of their relationship. She said, one day, we were getting romantic, just about to get in the mood, when her boyfriend stopped mid-action and just started laughing, this weird, confused, nervous laughter. Now, wait a minute. I don't know about y'all, but if that was me, I would be highly, highly upset. But she said she was just so shocked and so taken aback that she just stared up at him to try to figure out what was even happening. She said, you know, he had the most perplexed look on his face as he was playing, and I quote, red light, green light inside of her but she was just too mortified and confused to ask him to stop. But thankfully, he stopped, and they awkwardly just lay side by side in silence. And I asked her, so what did you do next? Because in my mind, what the fuck does one do in that moment? 
And she said, I quietly put my clothes on, went to the bathroom for a good bit, trying to wrap my mind around what the hell just happened, alternating between nervous laughing and extreme confusion. Now, this seems absolutely traumatizing for me. I don't know if a lot of you have experiences where somebody, your sexual partner, uh, starts to laugh or looks confused. Um, But long story short, it took her a little bit before she got comfortable with sex with him again. Uh, Every time the mood was building towards intimacy, she would have automatic flashbacks of his confused face, his nervous laughter, and she would get awkward and embarrassed. But now, she says she still gets hints of PTSD from that first encounter, but with every intimate moment, it's fading more and more into the distant, comical memory that they now share as an inside joke. And I wanted to share with you this story because people think that PTSD can be something so extreme, but it can be something as intimate and as personal to you as this woman. Now, every moment it fades, every experience that builds upon it helps to put that a little bit less and less of a hold on your body and on your mind. So, uh, with that funny story, uh, traumatizing, I think, uh, story behind us, let's get back to anxiety and how to recognize in yourself or others. Common anxiety signs and symptoms include feeling nervous, restless, or tense, having a sense of impending danger, panic, or doom, having an increased heart rate, breathing rapidly or hyperventilating, sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired, having trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than that present worry, having trouble sleeping, experiencing gastrointestinal problems, digestive uh, hunger, having difficulty controlling worry, and or having the urge to avoid things that trigger anxiety. So what exactly causes anxiety disorders? Sometimes anxiety may be linked to an underlying health issue. In some cases, Anxiety signs and symptoms are the first indicators of a medical illness, heart disease, diabetes, thyroid issues such as hyper or hypothyroidism, respiratory disorders uh, such as COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and asthma, drug misuse or withdrawal, withdrawal from alcohol, anti-anxiety medications, and or other medications, chronic pain or irritable bowel syndrome, and even possibly rare tumors that produce certain fight-or-flight hormones. It is possible that your anxiety may be due to an underlying medical condition if A. You don't have any blood relatives, such as parents or siblings, with an anxiety disorder. B. You didn't have an anxiety disorder as a child. C. You don't avoid certain things or situations because of anxiety. And D you have a sudden occurrence of anxiety that seems unrelated to life events and you never had a previous history of anxiety. I highly urge you to see a doctor if your fear, worry, or anxiety is upsetting to you and difficult to control. 
if you have trouble with alcohol or drug abuse, you feel depressed, and or have other mental health concerns along with anxiety. You think your anxiety could be linked to a physical health problem? Please get help, especially if you're having extreme thoughts of hurting yourself. Many people with anxiety disorders also suffer from depression at some point. Anxiety and depression are believed to stem from the same biological vulnerability, which may explain why they so often go hand in hand. Since depression makes anxiety worse and vice versa, it is absolutely imperative to seek treatment for both conditions. If you haven't already, go back to the last episode since we spent some time extensively depression and find somebody that you can talk to and can help you. Now that we have fully dissected anxiety disorders from a Western standpoint, this is where I get to roll up my sleeves in excitement, since we can talk about it from my forte, Eastern medicine. In Eastern medicine, the basis for any anxiety is noted as a Shen disturbance. Shen is considered to be your spirit. However, whether primarily or secondarily, Eastern medicine classifies the cause of the disorder according to the extent to which individual organ demonstrates signs and symptoms of disturbances, and the extent to which the chi of that organ is affected. Zong organs are yin organs. Those are the heart, lungs, spleen, liver, and kidneys. The five zong organs are in charge of producing, transforming, regulating, and storing the fundamental textures of qi, blood, essence, spirit, and fluids. These zong organs are each responsible for one's emotions. Happiness or elation is the heart. Anger is for the liver. Excessive worry is for your spleen. Fear to your kidneys. Grief and anxiety are tied to your lungs. A disturbance in one or more of these zong organs can cause an imbalanced emotional state. In Eastern medicine, we see four major differential diagnoses for anxiety. Heart and spleen qi deficiency, lung qi deficiency, liver qi stagnation affecting the spleen, and kidney qi deficiency. As you can see, all four diagnoses have one base underlying theme of qi. Qi and blood go together like horse and cowboy. One does not go very far in, or in the right direction without the other. So it makes perfect sense that if there is not enough qi in your body, there will be major issues. Blood cannot circulate without the qi to guide and carry. In heart, spleen, qi deficiency, the manifestations will be anxiety, preoccupation, obsessive worry, aversion to speaking, palpitations, insomnia, fatigue, poor appetite, abdominal distension. You'll notice that your tongue is a little bit more pale and your pulse is weak. If you suffer from anxiety from lung qi deficiency, you'll notice anxiety, preoccupation, rapidly changing moods, and an inability to quote-unquote let it go, aversion to speaking, shortness of breath, 
fatigue, sweating easily upon exertion, a weak cough, and you'll notice that your tongue is a little pale, you'll have a thin white coating, and your pulse will be thin. With liver cheese stagnation affecting the spleen, you'll notice a manifestation of anxiety, preoccupation, feelings of irritability, moodiness, poor appetite, hypochondriac tightness or pain, muscular tension, fatigue, alternating constipation and loose stools with a pale or dusky tongue with distended sublingual veins and a wiry pulse. Lastly, kidney chi deficiency manifests as anxiety, preoccupation, feelings of fear and dread, and may be accompanied by lower back and knee weakness, lack of sexual responsiveness with a pale tongue and a weak pulse. Anxiety can be treated with acupuncture and Chinese herbal formulas. In order to rebalance the organs and systems, there are specific acupuncture point prescriptions that are commonly used to help with qi deficiency. Each person has a condition and base constitution special and specific to them, which makes it impossible to give a single generic point prescription to effectively treat your issues. Come find me or someone else reputable in your area so that we can rebalance your yin and yang so that you can regain control and naturally live well. Anxiety in any form is not fun and not energizing. And I always love hearing your stories. If you have any questions and comments about what topics you would like to hear from me next, shoot me an email at michelle at drmichellehan.com. That is Michelle with two L's. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Next episode, I want to talk about fibromyalgia. What is it? How do you know if you have it? And is there actual relief from it? Most likely, I will be meeting with y'all from New York City for the next episode. But wherever you are, we're on this health journey together. And until next time, mwah, Witch Doctor out.